0: Hello and welcome to the Writers and Illustrators of the Feature podcast. This is John Goodwin, your host. This podcast is dedicated to the aspiring writer or artist and will provide inspiration and tips from top professionals in the field, along with contest winners and a few surprise guests. Today, I'm very happy to have back with us an amazing illustrator. We met with her a few months ago and she was out here for the NAACP Awards, B. Jackson. Welcome, B. Hello, John. <laughs> So it's great to be talking with you again. So um, someone interviewed yesterday, talked about their favorite piece of art was called uh, The Winds of Harmattan, which was a story written by Nettie Okorafor, one of our past winners and now currently a judge. And so tell me about this, this piece of art. What was inspiration for you about it and what you liked about the story?
1: Uh, I absolutely love the story. I actually listened to it on audio about five times while I was doing the illustration. And you know, the more that I listened to it, the more detail uh started to become, you know, uh, obvious to me. So yeah <laughs> so it was like fun incorporating those details and uh looking up and researching what the different fruits or the plants were and uh just to be just to be more aware of what her world was. Mm-hmm. And um I really love the story. I really love the idea of uh, like being introduced to more black mythology, I would say. Yeah, you could see like uh, things from different cultures because um, in America, the main mythology that I see is pretty much what's presented by Disney or or the <laughs> you know, or, or the movie theaters, and yeah. um, it was it was eye opening, and uh, I really like how the story can li- like also portray the darkness of people in that how they will receive something like how we treat our culture, how we treat our history. Um, A lot of us treat it with disdain and rather because of what we're afraid of. And I I think that's what I took away from the story because she was like one of the last of the uh, wind seekers. Right. It was easier for them to, you know, act the way that I don't want to, you know, spoil anything. but it was easier for them to uh, reject her than to, you know, see the value in their own history and where she had come
0: from. It, which is amazing because it was the history of that people that they were rejecting. Yes. <laughs> you know, which is uh, very interesting with, uh, with it within our current times as well. You know, just if we reject and it, say it's not there, then it doesn't change truth. It just is. Um, it's a very interesting story and has multiple le- levels on, um, on how it really applies to, Life in general, right now. So, because so, it was a beautiful piece of, of art you did, and your colors and um, just how you how you uh, depicted her was uh, was was quite beautiful.
1: Thank you, and I, I really loved uh, her personality. She was a very strong woman, and she wasn't afraid to explore, you know, elements of her womanhood. Even though everyone around her didn't appreciate that or, Mm -hmm. you know, they saw her a certain way, but she had a very strong uh, confidence in herself and it didn't diminish her in any way. You know, it's kind of like she she felt like she was out of her element outside of the, you know, the gifts that she had, just the personality that she had. But um, you know, to see that in a female character, I'm a really big fan of strong female characters. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I
1: grew up on Xena and Sailor Moon, and you know, things like that. So I love seeing women embracing their femininity and their power at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of it reflects in my artwork as well. Um, I love drawing like um, strong, beautiful, you know, powerful women. And, um, like, and in, in not just beauty on the outside, it's like on the inside, Yeah. Is their personality, how they portray themselves. Uh, I try to express that in the body language, you know, by using powerful poses or things like that, which is, you know, I use body language in you know, whichever art that I do, if there's someone that's more demure, they'll have more softer pose or mm-hmm. things that so i just wanted to depict her in a strong light that reflected her personality and also you know despite the circumstances that came against her right Strong up until you know through through the whole story
0: yeah no it was it was quite a great job and just you really it was a good illustration it wasn't just here's a painting here's an illustration so it really conveys that person so that was that was really well well done thank you (laughs) so now you've um You've been doing many, many things since we originally met back in uh, the 1400s, or <laughs> whenever. It seems like we've known each other for a long time. Um, yeah. Now you were recently here in February for the NAACP Awards, which was an awesome recognition of your talent. So, just briefly again, what was that all about?
1: Yeah, so I was I was nominated for the uh, children's picture book uh-huh. nomination for the NAACP Image Awards. Yeah. It was uh, my first nomination with them for uh, Parker looks up, and it was the story of um, of Parker uh, Parker Curry. She went to the Smithsonian the Portrait Gallery, and she had seen the photo the the painting of Michelle Obama, and she was she was wild by it. Mm-hmm. So it was my it was a really awesome experience because it was like my first opportunity to get to meet Parker and her mother in person. And uh, we got to sit uh, and very anxiously <laughs> <of Yeah. laughs> the whole day, you know, waiting for the categories to go. Uh, but it was really awesome. And uh, just to be there in that moment with them, you know, uh, it's really wonderful seeing everything that Parker and her mother are doing and everywhere that they're going. And, you know, I'm just happy to be a part of the ride. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so
0: so what happened? Did it make any uh, differences in with your career when you um... – Get, receive that recognition? Did it change anything or is it just a continuation of an uphill climb you've already been experiencing?
1: Well, I would say that that um, working on Parker Looks Up had, had has opened the door for a lot of opportunities for me. Um, I've been working with local authors for uh, the past 10 years mm-hmm. and I have great respect for their work. Um, these are authors that lo- live close to me and That was like with the stories of Hair Like Mine, and it was through the promotion of those authors, those authors promoting their stories um, that I had illustrated, that I became noticed by Simon & Schuster. Right. uh, You know, in Aladdin books and, you know, by doing Parker Looks Up, that just opened up more doors and more opportunities for me. I was fortunate to get uh, picked up by an agency. I'm working with uh, Painted Words at the moment. Mm-hmm. And it really takes a lot of the work off of my shoulders because basically what I have been doing up until this point, I was managing everything by myself. Right. Like, it's difficult for, it was difficult for me as an artist because um, I had to do pretty much everything. I had to do the, the contracts. I had to, you know,
0: Yeah, um, remember when we first, when you wrote to me, uh, when you got the first contract from them saying, Kate, now what? <laughs> we got some of the other judges, we got Echo and Lazarus helped out as well to just guide you through it. So that's, that's, it makes a big difference. I can totally see that.
1: Yes. Because like, you don't like as artists, you don't want to be taken advantage of. And like that was certainly an opportunity where I was like, "Oh, this is too good to be true," because I like I knew who Simon and Schuster are, and I just didn't believe that they would reach out to me to ask me for a project, you know. So, like, when you're on your own, you kind of have to, you know, look at each opportunity with a I have caution at the same time because yeah. you don't who's trying to take advantage of you. But um, you know, I I had reached out to you and I reached out to Lazarus and Echo for you know advice to see like is this legitimate you know does it have any red flags and like you were all like oh no this looks good (laughs) you know go forward with it and uh a lot of people were surprised to hear that but I mean I've I've been I've been doing illustration for uh upwards of 15 years now so you know I've had you know bad experiences and I've had good experiences Mm -hmm. and it you know it uh it's uh, made me just not so eager to jump into into a situation, not knowing what's in there. So I just try to, you know, be careful to cover my back. But, you know, now that I do have an agency that's looking out for me, and I, you know, it was actually recommended to me by the uh, one of the editors at Simon & Schuster, and she opened the door for me.
0: Which is great, yeah.
1: Yes, because at the time, you know, it, it wasn't... Um, I probably wouldn't have gotten in and you know, there are agencies out there, but you don't always know which one is best, you know, not all of them might have your best interests at heart. So, you know, having that direct recommendation, I felt a lot safer Mm -hmm. uh, going forward. And they basically take a lot of the, you know, the extra work off my shoulders so that I can focus on the art and like building up my skill. As I go, because otherwise it would be like half my time is spent like doing the contracts and, you know, reading through the different emails or responding to people. Whereas the other half of my time I'm spent working, you mm-hmm. know, and not only just doing the artwork, but putting the words together the to cover, you know, everything was, um, you know, it was on me. So <laughs> right. it's really awesome having that support there. And having, you know, other individuals to pick up in different areas, like somebody can handle the words now or, you know, someone can handle the editing and things like that. So I'm, I feel like I'm in a position where I can really focus on growing my skill set yeah. and uh, finding better ways to approach illustrating books. And uh, that's pretty much how I've been spending my time, like uh, building resources to make my job easier
0: and to continue to grow as an artist, I get that. So, as I mean, you said you've been illustrating fifteen years. So, it was it was basically fourteen to fifteen years before you actually got yourself in a position to get an agency? Do you see yourself having any of a different um, sequence timeline? You know, is that is there something you would have done differently, or is this just this was an a, an inevitable thing as you've grown as an artist?
1: Well, I mean, for me, I would, of course, would have preferred to have done things differently, (laughs) you know, because in a lot of ways, I feel like I'm catching up, whereas a lot of other artists my age are already in some of the fields that they wanted to be in. Like, I had different goals or ambitions when I was a lot younger, Mm -hmm. and I had certain setbacks that kind of uh, prevented me from pursuing them. You know, I didn't have you know, a support network to fall back on. So whatever mistakes I made, I had to climb myself out of those holes myself. Right. Uh, you know, and that's not anything against my family or people who look out for me. It's just, you know, in the circumstances that we were all in, we could, we could help each other, uh, to a certain degree, but, um, you know, if you fail in a lot of ways, you were on your own. So you kind of had to make smart decisions for yourself. I didn't have a lot of support. Like, I, it was a lot of things that I wish I could have done differently, but that's just not my story. Yeah. I, um, you know, I had to come up in a lot of ways the hard way. I had to spend more time. But, you know, despite that, I appreciate uh, the growth that came out of it. Right. Uh, you know, some things are hard. Yes, you know, I wish I could have been in a better place, but I'm appreciative more of the place that I'm in because I feel that if I had pursued some of the goals that that I was interested in at the time, I would probably would not be as well off as I am right now. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. because the market has changed so much, so what I had uh, pursued. You know, I had always wanted to do, like, comics and video games. But now, like some of those environments, they're a lot harder to survive in than what I'm able to do now. You know, I didn't choose to, like, in a sense, go into doing children's books. It was just something that I happened to do, you know, to make a living, you know. So I would take on children's books and stuff from from local authors to make ends meet. And now it's something that I actually enjoy. <laughs> but you know, if I if I had it my way, like back when I was younger, I would have done comics and video games. Right. And I, I still like have a huge respect. Like I I have a huge respect for those artists and their talent. But I know the the industry has changed a lot. It's a lot of studios that I had admired, you know, they they went under or uh, they're going through changes and a lot of artists are, you know, feeling it. So yeah. I, I don't know. It's just the environment just changes so much. And I'm, you know, I'm I'm grateful for where I'm at right now. Like, I am I would say that I'm comfortable. Yeah. So well, that's,
0: that. that's definitely good. Now, one thing, too, that you had your artists that you're friends with that actually introduced you to the agent or whoever it was, the uh, editor, Simon Schuster was... Or how did they find out about you?
1: Um, I believe they they found me through the promotion of hair like mine, because there was a few images that had circled around that had been circulating around the the internet for like the past two three years. Uh huh. Um, it's just really popular. It's the picture of the girl with the lollipop. Uh, she has a uh, big Afro puffs and fruit and everywhere. <laughs> so. That one actually got a lot of attention, and um, you know, Latasha Latasha Perry, she's the author of those that series of books, and she's done like an excellent job at at uh, promoting the story. Like I know she's gotten her books in like bookstores and targets and stuff like that. You know, because when you're doing children's books, especially with uh, singular authors like uh, uh, self publisher self published authors, the success of the book. Entirely rest on their shoulders. Right. So you can have a book that you do for someone, and it can be beautiful. But if they don't promote it, if they don't put it out there, or put in the work, not, very few people are going to see it. Right. And um, Latasha Perry, she she put in the work, and um, you know she's promoted. She's had events. She's done a lot of things, and it's because of the work that she did that I I feel that I became noticed. Um, or became on you know the radar of of simon and schuster Mm -hmm. so i appreciate the work that she did because i I don't promote enough online (laughs) i'll pop into social media like every now and again but uh, then i get overwhelmed with work and i disappear for a couple of months but she's she's been on it for you know years like constantly
0: right uh,
1: her books are doing extremely well because of her efforts
0: well, that's great then. So, so it's because that that art was seen, that then you were then selected, or as one of the uh, contenders for the Parker looks up, and then you were then selected finally after submitting your your um, your sketches.
1: Uh yes. Yeah. So there was a. I actually got reached out to by some of the other, like well, at least one of the other artists that was, uh, on consideration for the children's book and they congratulated me. It was like, I wonder who was going to get that job. So, <laughs> so that was cool. Like being reached out to by some of the artists, but they, you know, they, they contacted me, you know, for consideration and I did some sketches of, of Parker and they really like how she came out. They really like the little hearts that I put in her eyes.
0: Yeah.
1: It was, uh, you know, they they were just like rough rough sketches, but they had a lot of character, I would say. And they and the um, Jessica Parker, uh, which is Parker Curry's mother, uh, she really liked them. So you know, the rest was history with that.
0: <laughs> right. So now, since then, so you've got some other books that you've been illustrating. So can you tell me about that? Anything that's out there or about to come out?
1: Uh, yes. Yeah, so I have a, a few projects which I believe they have been announced. Well, one of them is uh, a and the night brothers. It's um, the cover art that I did for the UK cover. Uh-huh. And that was by BB Austin. Um, and it was designed by Matthew Jones.
0: Uh-huh. So um,
1: That was like a collaborative project, which is really nice. I know it's going to receive a movie adaptation, but yeah, so it's going to be directed by um, Don Cheadle and Marci Martin. Mm-hmm. Uh, movie adaptation. So they do have two covers. They got a US cover and uh the UK cover, which is the one that i designed.
0: Right. Good. And then um so that's going to be co- that's already out, the UK cover?
1: Uh it's just been announced.
0: So wow. Okay, good. Is there anything else you got coming?
1: Uh yes, yeah, so I'm doing uh I have a few children's books that I'm working on. It's actually about three of them. One one is called uh Eli's library uh-huh and it's about um little boy he has uh it's a library that you know he loves going to the library, uh but there's a large storm that's rolling in, and the library ends up flooding so he along with a lot of other people who love and appreciate the library, they end up sacking the books and saving them uh saving all that history so that it doesn't get washed away or destroyed in the flood um that one will be coming out soon and it's, it was a really good story. And it's just like, just reminds you about the, how to appreciate, you know, your local libraries and all the books that, you know, come in it. Cause I, I think a lot of us are so addicted to social media. I think a lot of books get neglected. Yeah. So kids that are, you know, that have a love and a passion for, you know, their libraries and everything that they bring their place of community. And it was a really lovely book. And, um, Another book that I'm working on is called uh, Kayla with the Curls. Uh And um, Kayla with the Curls is about a black girl that has vibrant red hair. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) so when she was younger, she would get uh, picked on a lot. it's based off of a a real person as well. Uh So uh, she's a black girl. She's a model. She has very vibrant red hair. Like her hair is uh, naturally red. So like when she was growing up, she would get, you know, picked on for it, you know, for being a bit different or unique in that way. But, um, you know, now she wears her hair. She, she has a pride about her hair, which is something that a lot of young Black girls, you know, need at this moment. You know, how to appreciate your hair, how to love it, you know, as it is naturally. The other book that I'm working on is called A uh, Song in a Rainstorm.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And it's a story, it's a historical story about blind Tom. And uh, Blind Tom was a black slave. Uh, He was blind from birth, but he had um, an ability to play the piano. Like he could just, you know, he didn't need to, (laughs) whatever he heard, like if he heard somebody play on the piano, he could pretty much like do it, uh, replicate it. But he had a really strong love for the uh, piano and he became uh, basically a concert pianist. Like, uh, and that was around the, the 1850s, I believe.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: like a lot, a lot of the books that I have had the honor of doing, they've been very educational for me uh, because like some of these individuals I didn't learn about, <laughs> you know, in school. Right. Um, and, you know, it's really eye opening. So like uh, to get these different opportunities, each one is like a journey for me to see what these different characters or what these different people went through their history and, you know, um, what they're remembered for
0: right that's 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 exciting. you're able to do these things here, so, with respect to aspiring artists and what type of advice would you give them? What would you say to someone who's aspiring because you've obviously persisted, you've had the various ups and downs, and you've you know you've just persisted through that and didn't give up. so any particular advice uh, that you give to somebody as we wrap up this interview?
1: I would say to be open to learn. Mm-hmm. Uh, because when I was in, when I was in college, one thing that they, they had told the artists, they was like, you can come in here and be the best artist. So when you come in here and be the worst one, when you leave, be if you got too much pride, you know, so they try to, and then it's usually the ones that come out come in, they don't have all the necessary skill sets, but they have the passion and uh-huh. they end up leaving and being the ones to get the job. Right. So like, um, Especially nowadays, I think with uh, social media and things like that, it's it's easy to get addicted to validation and not take criticism. Right, and that's one of the main things that I took away from like the time that I was in school. I, I would accept criticism, like uh, constructive, mm-hmm. and learn, and it made it so that it was easier for different people to work with me because like if they had a complaint about something that I drew or they wanted to change, I didn't lash out at them. I was like, okay, (laughs) you know, (laughs) if you want that change, you know, that's fine, I can do that. Whereas a lot of artists will uh, take it personally. To humble yourself in that way, you know, you also continue to be open to learn. You know, a lot of my time spent, like my free time, I'm watching other artists on, on YouTube or I'm on Instagram watching other artists doing tutorials I'm on art station getting, you know, assets from other artists or learning from other artists. I even use Patreon and pay other artists uh through Patreon just to learn, you know, their process. So like for me, I just continue to educate myself so that I continue to grow. You know, just becoming a part of those different networks and those different groups of people and showing appreciation to each other. You know, don't look at the other artists that are in higher places as competition. Look at them as people that you can learn and grow from, and um, that has taken me very far. That's why you see so many variations in my artwork as it is right now. It's because I'm constantly learning from other people, and I'm constantly um, challenging myself to become better. Like I'm never entirely comfortable with where I'm at, like in terms of my style and my skill set.
0: Great. Well, that's. It's, uh, it's very much noticeable how you're just getting better and better all the time. So, if someone wants to be able to see your art or discover more about you, how can they find you?
1: Uh, my um, name online is uh, Be Gifted. Uh, you can that's B-E-A-G-I-F-T-E-D. It's the same name that I have on my Facebook, my Instagram. I think Instagram is B Jackson, but if you type in uh, Be Gifted, I usually have that tag to my artwork, so you can still find me but it's, it's the name that I use everywhere. And, um, that's the easiest way to find me is to look up be
0: gifted and
1: you mostly see my work.
0: That's great. Well, thank you very much, Brittany. It's been once again, great seeing you at least virtually this time. If not, uh, hopefully you're going to be back out again to LA for some other event that you can invite me to be your escort, which I'd love to do. So in the meantime, continue, uh, your amazing with your amazing career. And, um, Thank you very much. Thank you. And thank you for listening. Subscribe to the Writers of the Future podcast wherever you get your podcasts. The Writers of the Future podcast is available on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Pocket Cast, Stitcher, Player FM, iHeart, and Spotify. Writers and illustrators of the Future contests were created by L. Ron Hubbard to provide a means for the aspiring writer and artist to be seen and acknowledged. It is free to enter and open to new and amateur short story writers and artists of science fiction and fantasy. Thank you very much.